This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Hey, good morning, golfers. It's uh, the first show post-Labor Day. We're sliding into fall. It feels kind of cool out there. Temperature this morning when I rolled in here into the big studio was just 13 degrees. So it is definitely, definitely into that fall season, even though it's not officially fall. Bob Weeks here in studio. Mark Zucchino has been wandering the world for the last week or so, and we're trying to find him right now. Let's see. Where's Mark? Are you there? Bob, I got to tell you, I, uh, you're right. I feel like I'm wandering the world right now. <laughs> I, uh, I just, just landed from Ireland. Uh, which we're going to talk about today. And listen, the first complaint right out of the gates, post-Labor Day, when I left the T-Dot, I left you guys with summer. I come back, it's fall already. What happened while I was gone? What, did you hit a switch or something? But um, I'm out at Deer Creek Golf Club in Ajax for a great co- cause. It's the De Silva Memorial Golf Event, DeSilvaMemorialGolf.com. Check out the event. It's in support of the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. It's the seventh annual event. Uh, they've raised a boatload of dough, and it's a great cause. So I'm, I'm happy to be out here to support this event and, and all the great work they've done. And uh, for anybody actually driving around this morning uh, thinking, hey, you know, maybe I'll play golf today, there's a couple of spots available I just found out in this tournament. So if you want to come out, they've got some great sponsors be a great day. The shotgun start here this morning is 10:45 at Deer Creek. Just uh, drive in and uh, and register. There's a couple spots left. And you know what they did, Bob? Big mistake out of the gates. They've got me set up this morning right beside the Crystal Head Vodka and the uh, and the Patron uh, Tequila booth. So uh, they and it's unattended at the moment. This is, obviously no one really knows me around here. <laughs> well, that's going to be a fun uh, second part of the show then. I can't wait to uh, to hear your winner's weird and what, because it'll be Having really... Having the time of his life! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what? It's exciting. It's a great event. I was reading up on it this morning, uh, De Silva Memorial Golf Tournament. You're playing at the North Course, uh, Deer Creek. Uh, we're going to raise finance. Uh, going to raise money for uh, cancer research and development in honor of Trevor De Silva, who passed away uh, not too long ago, a few number of years ago, and uh, made a pledge to his pals to try and get this thing going. And they do a lot of stuff. They do uh, uh, road road hockey to, to conquer cancer, all sorts of great stuff to uh, to help raise some money for that. So it's a wonderful cause out there. It's going to be a beautiful day. I did say it was going to be a bit of a cool start here if you're in the GTA area and listening to us, but it's going to be nice get up to 23 um, maybe a little rain later on, but well after you guys are all finished playing up there, Mark, so that's good. It's also kind of a quiet time. I mean, we're looking down at, uh, at tour events to, to cover and give you the news on it, and there's, there's the, not much going on. I can tell you the European tour is going on and the McKenzie tour, which is getting into the, uh, the home stretch, uh, which we'll cover off in a little bit, uh, a little bit of time here. But, um, Mark, why don't, uh, why don't we start off, uh, we're going to get into your Ireland trip as well, because I want to hear about that, and, I'm, and you can't tell me that it was warmer over in Ireland than it is right now, so you, you probably have your, you probably were wearing your jacket and coat and just kept them on when you got off the plane here, but uh, why don't we just discuss some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf, for precision in any condition. Visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. 
Well, I guess the big news coming up uh, out of it uh, this week was in the offseason. It's all the guys who were <laughs> going under the knife. We had Tiger, of course, a couple of weeks ago go under the knife, and he seems to be fine because he was at the U.S. Open tennis last week, jumping up and down as watched as he watched uh, uh, some of the, the uh, top players there, including Serena. But now DJ has undergone knee surgery to repair cartilage. He hopes to be back by the fall. He's supposed to play in the Houston Open, which I think is about a month from now. Uh, and he has, I wonder if, if this knee surgery, Mark, is something that kind of hampered him in the later parts of the season because he went his last eight events without a top 15 finish. Yeah, you wonder. I guess, you know, we're looking for answers as to, you know, why he finished off the year he did. Obviously, there was an issue with, with the knee. But uh, to me, Bob, this speaks even more so to what you were just talking about there with Tiger. It's more a... Uh, uh, is this pointing to now September being the dark hole? Like, as you mentioned off the top of the show, it almost feels like there's nothing going on. Everybody now going in for surgery or getting, you know, all the things that they were kind of banged up with in the season, they're all going in, it seems, at the same time. Uh, And I'm wondering, you know, is this now the new dark hole? Because what's the next uh, start? The next uh, start to the season is uh, next week at the Greenbrier. Right. Where the season gets going. And we've got some pretty, I don't want to call them uh, events that maybe are going to get, I think these are the events that are really going to get hurt by, by this new schedule. It's almost like September's almost an off month. Now, it's good if you're coming off the web.com tour, you want to get early starts and, and maybe get some traction on the board. But, you know, DJ, Tiger, and, you know, I just can't see a lot of guys playing a lot, although we've got something coming up in Winter's Weird or what, which is which is a little surprising to me. Some guys are committed to the Shriners, which is a little strange uh, head-scratching, but uh, I don't know. Uh, DJ, obviously, what was Bob, after the U.S. Open, really had a hard time putting it together. U.S. Open's back to June. That's a, that's a few months back. you got to think this knee was maybe nagging him along the way. No? I, I think so. I mean, I think that uh, if you look at his record and his performance, I mean, even the Tour Championship, he was dead last in that in the 30-man field. He dropped down to third in the world from starting the season at the top player. And, um, you know, it's we don't know how serious it is or if this is just a kind of a tune-up or a tweak or something. But I, I think if you're going in for surgery, obviously something was bothering him or he wouldn't have done gone under the knife because that's always the last resort. So... I definitely think something had to happen with this for uh, for DJ to take this uh, this measure. But like you said, this is going to be the time now in the future. I think if they stay with this schedule, where people are going to have to or um, going to go, it's just like the off season for the NFL when everyone kind of kind of heals up a little bit before the start of the next part. Yeah, and on top of that, I think uh, you and I got to talk to Jeff McDonald and tell him we're taking September off next year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're all banged up, <laughs> a different kind of banged up. You with the with the uh, crystal head vodka there. Uh, <laughs> all right, now uh, on a more serious note here, uh, the Abaco Club in Winding Bay, which is, uh, of course, in the Bahamas, got uh, the brunt of the damage from Hurricane Dorian. Now, you might not know that course, but it hosts, it's been hosting a Corn Ferry tournament, uh, the Bahamas Great Abaco Classic, for some time. Now, of course, Abaco got absolutely hammered uh, by Dorian, and the I guess if there's any bright light to it, you can't really say there is because of what the damage we've seen there, but... Uh, the club is reporting that they have received ma- manageable damage, is the way they called it. Uh, so it sounds like um, you know that that course may be uh, maybe okay. Uh, I'm sure that's the least of people's worries right now when you go down there. They've actually done a good, nice thing. The people at the course there have started a GoFundMe page uh, for relief efforts to try and raise some money to help out some of the people in that area. And if you've seen any of the footage of that, it's just absolutely horrific what happened there. 
we we were away uh, when the hurricane hit. We didn't get as much coverage or images as what you would have received here in Toronto or in North America. But on my social media feed, I did get uh, 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 several, as well as some of the international CNN news, etc. I was my jaw just dropped. I I couldn't believe some of the images. Uh, from some of the areas of the Bahamas. I think it was the Freeport Airport that was, I saw, the, the first image I saw, completely underwater. It just I feel so bad for the people of the Bahamas and devastation. And uh, I guess, you know, every sector of the world, including the golf community, affected by it. But, uh, boy, I, I don't even know. What's the recovery time for something like that? I, I, have, I have no idea. Do, do certain parts of the Bahamas ever get back to yeah. where they hurricane who knows but uh uh just some devastating stuff you know usually mother nature wins when she decides uh, <laughs> when she decides she's gonna blow in so and the uh, I, I will say i will add this to it as well that the uh, the the hurricane is not done yet it is tracking right now to go up into the maritimes and uh the atlantic provinces in canada so uh there may be some it's not obviously going to be as strong as it was uh when it hit avico but there could be some more uh, nonsense coming from from Dorian as it gets uh, north of the border here into Canada and some of the uh, people out in Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. Hopefully, they stay safe as well with their uh, golf courses and and everything, <laughs> not just the golf courses, obviously. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, a little more current. There are a couple of tours playing, uh, as I mentioned, the Mackenzie Tour is playing, and an interesting. Um, Result, Rebecca Lee Bentham, who is an interesting story on her own, uh, played in the Mackenzie Tour event this week in Montreal, and she has sort of been making a comeback. She had played on the LPGA Tour, had gone through, you know, had a good college career, turned professional, didn't really get the results she wanted, but in the last year has decided to make a return to golf and competitive golf, and uh, one of the things she did this week was play on the Mackenzie Tour, and she only missed the, missed the, uh, the cut by one shot, which I think is pretty good considering they were playing over 7,000 yards. So that's pretty good for, uh, for Rebecca Lee Bentham. Yeah, apparently it was wet as well, Bob. The golf course was soft, so it stretches out that 7,000 yards. But where was I on this story? When did it, when did it go public that she was making a comeback? I missed this story. I had no idea. She's been uh, uh, making her living as an instructor. For the last couple of years, and uh, went through first stage of Q, uh, Q school for LPGA Tour uh, in California. I think about, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, stage one of LPGA in, in uh, California. So something, the competitive juices have uh, have come back, and I guess uh, snapped her out of uh, hibernation. And uh, not too bad here. What you know, uh, Mackenzie Tour, PJ Tour Canada. You know the guys that can play out there like that. You know, this is a gateway to the uh, PGA Tour. We've seen the winners that have come off that. So I think that's a very respectable showing, and uh, good luck to her in the comeback. Yeah, I th- you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into the McKenzie Tour uh, because this is the last full field event for them. And we always talk about whether or not somebody should be, you know, we should have women playing in men's events and, and all those kind of things. But, but good for Rebecca Lee Bentham, and uh, nice to see her back uh, playing competitively. I know she's going to take a run. Uh, at, at getting into more events, uh, all-women events, I would think, uh, as she gets back on this uh, sort of comeback trail, refreshed and renewed with her game. Uh, speaking of coming back, when we come back after this break, Mark is going to take us around his uh, tour of Ireland, which he just came back from, and some of the courses he played, the lucky man. And uh, I noticed that you stayed at the Bushmills Inn, which is a very convenient spot to stay. <laughs> 
a lot of there's a theme in this show so far, isn't there? It seems to be <laughs> about alcohol. But uh, we'll talk about uh, Ireland and a whole lot more when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in studio. Mark Sacchino at the Da Silva Memorial Golf Tournament out at Deer Creek, raising, helping to raise some money for a wonderful cause there. And, uh, Mark, this is also the TIFF, start of TIFF this weekend. I was at a great premiere last night. And uh, if you want to see a great movie, go see Just Mercy. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be hot. But we put a poll out on our, uh, on our Twitter feed today, and we wanted to know what is the best golf movie ever. And there's some good choices. We're going to discuss it in a little more depth right now. But your choices on the poll, Mark, are Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore, Tin Cup, or another one. So think about that. There is nothing to think about, Mark. <laughs> There's nothing to think about. The poll is, what's the second best golf movie <laughs> is the poll. It's like saying, you know, what's the, well, first of all, keep in mind, you know, I am Italian. So when you say what's the greatest sports movie of all time, you know, it's, there's Rocky and then there's everything else. Uh, but in golf, there's Caddyshack and then there's everything else. There's been some great golf movies, but come on, Bob, Caddyshack is it's, number one. It's actually The guy is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> Stay away from the crystal head. Okay, uh, there actually is, right now, the poll is interesting because uh, I probably would have put Caddyshack down, but Happy Gilmore is leading the way right now. It's at 52% ahead of uh, Caddyshack at 32%, Tin Cup and others, which includes things like Bagger Vance, Greatest Game Ever Played, some of those ones in there. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll get into that in more detail a little bit later in the show. Now, you have just returned from a wonderful trip to Ireland, and um, you played... 102 rounds of golf, in, or something like that, right? It looked like that by your social media feed, man. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting to see all the places you were. Tell us a little bit about uh, about what was going on over there. The trip was unbelievable. A big shout out to our friends at Tourism Ireland and uh, to Golf Away Tours. Uh, the what they laid out, where they had us, absolutely tremendous. Uh, the guys that were on the trip, including myself, all said right out of the gates, um, that their immediate instinct, this is the best trip they've ever been on in all, all the different corners of the world that they've, uh, they've played. And you know I've been, I was there with some guys who are you know, heavily involved in the golf business, uh, you know, David Mary and David Hempstead and uh, Howard Atkinson, who's president of Golf Ontario. And it's not like they don't have any experience traveling the world playing golf and, and, and seeing different parts of the world, and they were all, this is, this is the best they've ever seen. We went through Dublin, Bob, and then we headed north and spent three, four nights at the Sleeve Donard, which is just a tremendous uh, Victorian hotel in Newcastle, in Northern Ireland, in, in the county of Newcastle. And it's just tremendous. It backs on the Royal County Down, which is the number one golf course in the world on many different rankings. Uh, but we didn't start there. We started at Ardglass, which is... Uh, a cliff 
north side, uh, 18 holes. You got 18 views of the Irish Ocean, excuse me, the Irish Sea, and uh, oldest clubhouse in the world at 1405. 1405. My goodness. 1405. Um, wow. And it's the first he actually backs on right to the stone wall of that clubhouse. And uh, dog leg left along the cliff. Eventually, you climb to about 10 stories above the Irish Sea where that green is just kind of hanging on a little peak. It's just wow. tremendous to start a holiday. Are you, uh, are you getting a haircut right now, too? I can, I can hear but, uh, the, the snipper. Sorry, guys. The trimmers are going. They're getting the green. <laughs> I thought maybe you were, I thought maybe you were getting a little trim there while you were sitting in the chair or something. But okay, so continue. So Ardglass, tell me about the course at Ardglass. You describe it as a cliffside course. Well, you've got 18 views of the Irish Sea, and you've got basically three or four holes that go out that are immediately on the cliff, and then you've got four or five coming home. They're also seaside, but they're most more or less along the property line, so okay. to, uh, at ocean level. But it's just. It's just tremendous. The views are spectacular. And the thing I like about Ardglass, especially to start a holiday, Bob, it, it, before you go to Royal County Down and, and basically turn your head into a punching bag for 36 holes, <laughs> uh, Glass is a lot of fun. And it's very fair, and anyone can play it and have a great time and experience Irish Lynx golf and experience uh, Oceanside and Seaside golf. It's just a great way to start any vacation uh, in Northern Ireland, any golf trip. It's a must play. You must do it, and I see. I suggest do it early because it's a re- great way to kind of get in and, and get everything going. So beautiful. Um, from there, we went and played uh, two days of thirty-six holes at Royal County Down. Now, so four uh, round. Four, you played two two rounds each day. Yeah. So what we did was we played the championship course in the morning, which is number one golf course in the world, and I, I, I now that I've played it a couple times, you know I've also played French Lake Indiana, the die course from the tips at eighty one hundred. I've played the ocean course at Keel Island in a forty kilometer wind from the tips. I'll tell you right now, there is not a harder golf course in the world than Royal County Down. It might be ranked number one, but in my book, it's also the toughest. It is the hardest golf course on the planet. I mean, it's tremendous though. It is just so good. There isn't a weak hole. There isn't a weak shot. There is not a moment in time where you can, can turn your brain off at all. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be fully engaged for four and a half hours. It is so, so strong. Uh, I, you know, we played it from the tips the one morning. Um, and when they had the Irish Open there a couple of years ago, two under par one. Jeez. And they played the tee up from where we played. They played from 6,800. We played from 7,200, roughly, and, and, and 200 par one across four days. And I got to think that if they had to play the back tee for all four days at the Irish Open, they, we would have seen a probably a three or four, maybe even a five over par winner of the Irish Open. I mean, it's just tremendous. But in the afternoon, we went and played the short course, the Ainsley course, which is uh, their executive course, a par three and par fours, and we had a blast. It's just, a, it's just such a great time. Played 36 holes a day there, and uh, then started heading north. And I uh, checked out of the sleeve daughter and checked into the Bush Mills Inn. Yes. Bob, which, uh, right down the street from the Bush Mills Distillery. And uh, yes. had a great time there. It's an old kind of uh, uh, country inn. I've uh, been there since the 1600s, the original building. But the grounds are gorgeous. Uh, it's like a little boutique hotel and 
started a, a northern loop of golf, which started with Port Stewart, which uh, might be the best front nine on the planet. Uh, some of the largest dunes you'll ever see in your life as the course kind of just meanders through uh, some of the largest dunes you'll ever see. Very dramatic, tremendous golf course. From there to Castle Stewart. Uh, excuse me, not Castle Port Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Castle Stewart in Scotland. <laughs> Castle Rock, which is the only golf course that I've ever played before on the rotation. Right. And it's it was a real pleasant surprise. It was kind of like the jewel of, uh, in terms of the uh, of the ones that were like, wow, this is, you know, a course that was a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It kind of uh, snuck up and bit me because I wasn't expecting it yeah. to be as good as it was. And the people there were great. Just a wonderful experience. And then into the final course, Bob, which was Royal Port Rush, which I don't need to tell you about because you spent a week there covering our uh, Open Championship this year for TSN. And it was just um, as good as it looked on TV and, and maybe even better. And i got to tell you, it was my first time in Royal Portrush since they built the new holes. What do you think? think? The, new, the new holes might be two of the best golf holes on the property, and they look like they've been there for 100 years. That was the thing that I found. I could not believe that these were new holes because you look and you see the dunes and you see everything that's going on around and you say, how could they have just built this? Like it looks, as you said, it looks like it's been there forever. I was shocked by it. And uh, that course is, is, again, just top five on the Golf Digest, top 100 list in the world, uh, and deservingly so. And, and I think for the mid to higher handicap, would still be able to have a great time around there. And and still be able to, to you know play their regular game and enjoy it. But you know we you know uh, we've got a 60 minute tourism Ireland TV special coming up the last week of September on uh, on TSN TV, and we're going to uh, do this trip in detail and give it the detail it deserves. We captured some great stuff. We spoke to some great people, uh, and I'm really looking forward to showcasing it for our Golf Talk Canada fans across Canada. Because if anybody is even considering going, uh, I think our TV special will push, push them right over the edge when they see uh, what, they, what they can go and, and experience. It's, uh, it's something like St. Andrews, like Augusta, if you're, if you're a golf nut, if you're a golf enthusiast, it's something you have to do once in a lifetime. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and a little bit later on, we're actually going to talk, uh, you, we're going to play an interview that you did with Gary McNeil, who's the head pro at Royal Port Rush, and we'll We'll uh, have a chat with him. Uh, we'll touch a little bit more after this break on some, uh, some last-minute things that you did over there as well. But also we'll, uh, we'll have a talk, well, we'll hear from David Hearn, who played his way back onto the PGA Tour uh, in a dramatic fashion at the uh, Corn Ferry Tour Finals. So that and a whole lot more coming up when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in the studio. Mark Zacchino is on location. Mark, uh, just give us a little reminder of where you are again and what you're uh, doing out at beautiful Deer Creek. 
I am at the De Silva Memorial Golf Tournament, uh, DeSilvaMemorialGolf.com. It is a 1045 shotgun this morning. They are raising funds for cancer awareness and uh, the fight against cancer for the Princess Margaret Hospital. Um, in the name of Trevor De Silva, who passed away several years ago to this uh, horrible disease, and uh, this is the seventh year they raise a boatload of dough. And if you're driving out, uh, around at all this morning listening to us on TSN 1050 in Toronto, out in the Durham region, and you want to play golf, there's a couple of spots left at 1045, so if you want to come out, just come on out and sign up, Bob. Uh, great cause, glad to be helping. And before we get to our friend David Hearn, uh, which was great news, uh, I am upset about this poll. I, I can't believe it's not Bobby Shack in a landslide. I'm uh, I'm completely disheveled by this this greatest golf movie poll this morning. We have uh, in honor of Tiff, which is uh, started on Thursday night and uh, has been picking up speed. Uh, I was at Just Mercy last night, which is a great movie with Jamie Foxx and uh, Michael B. Jordan. I guarantee you those guys will be up for Oscars. Um, but Tiff, of course, dominating downtown. If you go downtown right now in Toronto, it's amazing to see what's going on in the city. But we wanted to know what is your favorite golf movie or what is the favorite golf movie. So the three choices we had were Happy Gilmore, and we had uh, Tin Cup, and we had, of course, Caddyshack, and then Other. So you can go to my Twitter feed at uh, Bob Weeks TSN. I think Golf Talk Canada has retweeted it. I think uh, TSN Golf has retweeted it. So you can go there and find it and cast your ballot. And we'll discuss that a little bit later in the show. Um, before we end up, before we go to David Hearn in just a second here, I wanted to ask you a couple last questions about Ireland. And that is, um, did you have a favorite beverage over there? Any kind, of, anything that struck your fancy? I know you're, I know you're normally kind of a red wine guy, so that's why I was wondering. Yeah, I still stuck in my lane, Bob. I'm, I, I'm too old to be getting out of my lane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did have the odd Guinness. Yeah. And I, uh, what about the What about the even ones? <laughs> no, I skip the even ones. That's what you do at my age. You give away the odd ones. And, no, give away the evens and hold on to the odds. <laughs> okay, okay. But I did, I did have a, uh, the odd Guinness, uh, especially after a round. That was great. And uh, sipped a little bit of Bushmills, although um, I couldn't keep up with this crew, let me tell you. I just... <laughs> No, we should do. We should have done a, a sixty-minute special on what this crew, uh, how they, uh, <laughs> the achievements they reached. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I'll tell. That's that's a, that's time for a story off air. I'll okay. Tell you that. And one more one more last question for us. Any kind of great weather-related shots stories that did you have any? Uh, you know, because when you go over there, you want to have a little bit of wind. You want to have a little bit of rain. You want to have some fun in the weather. Even though you, I know you can get some. More, more often than you think, you get better days. But any weather-related shots that come to mind? Well, I will say this. Uh, I, there were times where the wind was so strong, I hit a 183-yard gap wedge, which is a club <laughs> I hit 135. So I hit a gap wedge 135. At Royal County down, downwind, I hit a 183-yard gap wedge that, that ended up finishing all high. But the best story in terms of weather at Royal County down, because it was so windy, a uh, good friend of mine, Ken Tuck, who was on the trip, who is a member at Cedarbrae Golf Club, who's a supporter of Golf Talk Canada as well. Uh, par 5 downwind, he hit a drive that went 410 yards. Oh, my goodness. 76 yards left on the par 5 for his second <laughs> shot. So from 76 yards, he took out putter, putted it from 76 yards. It rolled off the back of the green, three more blows, 
four putts from 76 yards for the par for Ken Tuck. That was probably one of the funniest things I saw all week. That's quite a four putt, I'll tell you. <laughs> all right. Well, a guy who didn't four putt, a guy who played some spectacular golf uh, last week at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, was our own pal David Hearn, friend of the show. And uh, I don't know, I, I, uh, I think it's just a great performance for David to, uh, to battle his way back. And he actually has better status going into this year than he had last year. So I think I, I love what I saw. I don't know about you, Mark. Yeah, I loved it. And, you know, I do I, that was It's so funny you mentioned that, Bob, because, you know, this year you've had conditional status on the PGA Tour uh, for finishing outside that 125. But this year, you know, the, my initial reaction was when he, when he came through and, and grabbed one of the spots on the Corn Ferry Tour, I went, man, he's in a better position now even though he had to go through Corn Ferry Tour, he's in a better position now than he was at this time next year. And if there's one Canadian that should have, mul- I think, multiple wins, forget one win, I- David Hearn uh, has come so close so often on the PGA Tour. I'm shocked he's not a multiple winner. I'm really excited about 1920 uh, for, for Hearnsey. All right. Well, a little earlier this week, I had a chance to catch up with him and talk about uh, his great result and what he's got going for next year, which starts next week. So here's my chat with David Hearn. And here is David Hearn, who is uh, driving away from uh, after a wonderful performance at the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Still have a tough time saying Corn Ferry Tour, but after the finals and uh, playing himself back into uh, the, onto the PGA Tour for. Uh, 2019-2020, which uh, I guess starts next week or so, but uh, congratulations, first of all, and how does it feel to have got through one of the uh, toughest tests in all of golf? Yeah, thanks, Bob. It, uh, it feels great. You know, I, um, I'm i probably one of the few guys that's, that's actually managed to get my tour card in three different ways, through Q School, through the, being in the top 25 on the now Corn Ferry Tour, and then doing it through these playoffs, so um, it feels great, and uh, I'm glad I can, uh, you know, focus on having a little bit better schedule next year and, and uh, trying to just continue the good play I had on Sunday and, and competing for some tournaments in the fall series. What was, what was the key, do you think, this time around? I know you switched your putter. You can maybe tell us a little bit about what you did there. But um, obviously you were, you were clutched down the stretch here with a great final hole, which sort of sealed the deal. But what was the key to, to getting things done, do you think? Yeah, I've been really, like, working hard on a lot of areas of my game. And, and um, I drove the ball really, really well last week. Uh, I had been driving it well most of the year. Uh, my iron play is starting to get a lot better. And, and I, I did switch to a, a lighter version of my uh, putter that I've been using to try to help me with, you know, I, it's been a couple of years of trying to figure out the uh, non-anchored way to do this sort of broomstick method and, and get it to feel the way it used to. And uh, I think I might be on to something. And, you know, when you make a few putts from that 10 to 15 foot range, it kind of takes a little bit of stress off the rest of your game. You're not so, uh, you don't feel like you have to be as perfect coming into the greens. And if you miss a shot, you know, you, you know, you can get it up and down. Just having that trust in your putter is, it makes a big, big difference. So, um, you know, a lot of little changes, but a lot of hard work, you know, all around. And, um, you know, I was very confident going in that last round. You know, I was very, uh, I knew I had an opportunity with one good round to get my tour card back, and you don't get that opportunity very often, and um, I was glad I was able to capitalize on it. You, uh, you mentioned that you've gotten your tour card in three different ways and that you are 40. <laughs> your veteran status, do you think that helped you uh, in this situation 
sort of having been there and done it so many different times and ways and having played so many stressful moments on the golf course, do you think that played a factor too where some younger players might not have been able to do that? I think so. I think I definitely was very confident throughout the back nine. I knew we had a really tough finishing stretch there. And, um, you know, like you said, I have lots of experience in tournaments and pressure situations. And um, I think I mentioned it on the Golf Channel even after, uh, you know, we finished up yesterday that, you know, when I stood on that 18th tee, I, I thought back to 2004 where, you know, I needed a par on that uh, very difficult hole at uh, at the now TPC course out in uh, Palm Springs and um, at PGA West. Um, you know, and I was able to hit two good shots and, and made a long putt for birdie. Um, this was sort of the reverse of that, you know, water all up the right, tough hole, one of the toughest holes in the course. And, um, you know, I was definitely thinking about that uh, as I stood on that tee deck. And, um, you know, I've done it before. I know how to do it. And, uh, you know, I ended up in a great drive, which really makes that hole a lot easier. And then I had a really good number for a seven iron. And, um, you know, I hit a good one, obviously. And um, anything on the green would have been good, you know, two putts to get out of there. But I was uh, I was real happy to hit it close. and Couldn't wait to knock that in and be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> so now you, get to, now you get a little time, and then you got to go to the Greenbrier and a place where you've also had some success before. Uh, do you like this this fall start? I, I know you played well in along those courses and some of the courses there before, but do you like having the opportunity of playing well right now and then kind of getting right back into it, or would you prefer a little break? Yeah, I think with the way I played last week, I, I'm real excited about just popping right back in and, and, you know, getting started next week at the Greenbrier. But, uh, you know, a six-day off season doesn't sound too exciting, but uh, <laughs> I'll be more than happy to, you know, if I keep playing the way I have been, to just, you know, get rolling here and, I, the one nice thing about the, those uh, playoffs that I, I just finished up was, um, you know, I was able to play three events in a row and kind of build on stuff I've been working on. So you know, I'm excited to continue to work on, you know, trying to sharpen my game. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited about playing right away. Well, what would you what would constitute for you a successful season this coming year in 1920? How would you characterize that if you could put it down right now? I know it's only been less than 24 hours since you, you knew you were going to play it, but, I mean, what would you hope to achieve? Yeah, I think there's no reason for me to think that I can't go out there and, and see the form that I had, you know, four or five years ago where I can, you know, hopefully compete for some golf tournaments and, you know, my ultimate goal is still to get to that tour championship at the end of the year. It was amazing to watch uh, Corey this year. Um, you know, such a great year. And then to have a have a good tournament there at the BMW to secure a spot at the tour championship, that's pretty special. So, you know, that, that'll be my goal for the season. And I think it's pretty attainable. I know that, uh, you know, if I play golf the way, you know, I know I can, I, I can be there at the end of the year. So, um, you know, a successful season, I wouldn't say that, you know, have to get there to be successful. I think, um, you know, I, I know that I'm I'm playing well enough to, you know, get my full status back and keep my card. I'm not too worried about that. But, uh, you know, I, I'd like to compete for some golf tournaments again. That would be a successful season for me. Well, I would uh, I would love to uh, to lose you as an analyst as much as we love you as an analyst on our Masters broadcast on TSN. It would be great to uh, to watch you and, and commentate on you for a change rather than you commentating on the other guys. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll put that in our hat between now and, uh, and April, and hopefully uh, hopefully we'll wish you uh, good success no matter what happens. But uh, congratulations on getting your status back, and uh, what a wonderful feeling it's got to be for you. Uh, as you're driving down, and, and thankfully away from uh, the hurricane, which is uh, bearing down on Florida. I know where you live. 
Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. And uh, as long as I can still come over for a few dinners uh, during Augusta, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And there is David Hearn. And Mark, uh, he, he really is one of the nice guys in, uh, in Canadian golf. I mean, there's a lot of nice guys, but he's a, he's a guy you can't help but kind of cheer for. Uh, after you and me, I put him third. <laughs> oh, he's right up there. And uh, you're right. I'd love to lose him as our analyst. Uh, I'd rather have him playing. Um, and good luck to him. I think he, you know. I think he's in a great spot. And I love the threat, though. I love how you threat him. You threatened him, Bob, near the end of the interview. I know where you live. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, he was in. Uh, you know, he he was actually on the West Coast, but he lives, uh, of course, in Florida. And Florida was more or less spared from from Hurricane Dorian, not completely, but certainly not the damage that they got in in uh, the Bahamas. So. Uh, he, his family actually joined him out on the West Coast just to um, make sure that they were, weren't in the path of something which uh, would, would have been horrific. But uh, great for David Hearn. And, um, you know, on the, uh, on the other side of, uh, of this, we'll talk a little bit about some of the guys who didn't get their card, who, who aren't going to be back on the PGA Tour next year. We'll look at that. And um, uh, we're going to update you on everything that we got going. Because even though we're sort of... Um, in a little bit of a down spell right now with Golf Talk Canada. We still have lots of stuff to keep you entertained as we get set to start the new PGA Tour season next week. So we'll update you on that right after we get back here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in studio and Mark Zucchino on location at Deer Creek for the the Silva Memorial Tournament, raising some money for the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation out there. A great cause. And, uh, Mark, before the break, we were listening to David Hearn talk about his dramatic comeback. Uh, we forgot to mention uh, that on the last hole, the 18th hole, now he was pretty good. You know, he was all he really needed was a par, but his second shot, he stuffed it to gimme range to knock it in for a birdie, and that's a great way to finish things off. Uh, boy, it's got to feel good to be... Um, to be back on the PGA Tour with that status. A couple of other guys who were not quite as lucky who were playing in that, uh, two Canadians, uh, Ben Silverman and Adam Svensson. Either one of those two sort of surprise you that uh, maybe we didn't see a little bit more out of them this year? Yeah, um, you know, no disrespect to, to Ben, because I thought Ben was very capable of being a full-time PGA Tour player and probably will get back there shortly, and sometimes the second time around is a little easier. But I really thought Adam Svensson especially the way he started early in the year. You remember he got out to some great Thursdays and Fridays and faded on Saturdays if we go back to February and January and the wraparound part of last season's schedule. I'm surprised that Adam Svensson finds himself in this position. But again, I think he'll probably get back. And you, you know, Bob, what it's like when you get out there for the first time. It's a much bigger experience. Everything is grander. Everything is larger. And... Uh, Listen, there's some big names that, that are not headed back to the PGA Tour that, that, that they're, they're going to join. Like Daniel Berger, 
Ollie Schneider, Jen. Uh, who's the biggest surprise for you that isn't making it their way back to, to the tour? Yeah, I was kind of looking down that list, and there's a bunch. Of, I mean, you know, the, the mysterious case of Smiley Kaufman just continues to, to baffle me after a guy who has played so well for so long and then now is just kind of, you know, looking for his game somewhere. Uh, but, I mean, you can go down that list and pick out guys who have been great players, who have been big players uh, in the past, and, and just kind of, you know, Steve Weecroft and uh, Cameron Percy and, I mean, guys who names you know if you're a golf fan and you wonder, you know, just what goes on. Is it injury? Is there something going on in their, in their uh, game? But, you know, when you're a guy like Adam Svensson, for instance, you're playing your first trip around a lot of these tournament, these tournament courses where guys like uh, uh, Jim Furyk might have 100 rounds on a course like Pebble Beach or something, right? So it's, uh, it's a difficult situation to try and, and, and play your best uh, when you, you have limited status, when you're facing guys who have all sorts of things. And it's why 60% of the players who earn their PGA Tour cards as rookies fail to, make, to stay inside that top 125, which is a, a really interesting stat. But as you said, I think guy like Svensson and, and Ben Silverman, who is just a wonderful story for a guy who came late to the game, um, uh, can, can you know, get their way back onto the PGA Tour next year, maybe with a year, of, year more back on the Corn Ferry Tour. And this is only going to get harder, Bob, when you think about it. Because look at the names that have come off this year. Hovland, Morikawa, Wolf. So the talent pool is just getting bigger. The game is more globalized. The players coming out of college or the players arriving through Corn Ferry to the big tour are more prepared than they were a decade ago or a decade previous to that. So it's just getting harder and harder. So, you know, and it puts into perspective as well why, why guys find it so difficult to win. Because if it's not hard to keep your PGA Tour card, then just think about how difficult it is to win on that. Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. Uh, listen, why don't, you, why don't you update us on what we can expect in the coming weeks and months ahead with uh, Golf Talk Canada? Well, we've got a 60-minute uh, Tourism Ireland TV special, which will go into detail on uh, my trip from Ireland that I just returned. I'll be coming up at the end of September. Then we have uh, the uh, tailor-made uh, equipment special at the end of October, and then we're going to do the top 100 PGA of Canada golf courses at the end of November. I'm going to be, I think I found out yesterday, I'm going to be talking with Kevin Thistlebaum. I'm going to be joining you out in uh, Cabot, and we're going to talk to uh, some of the pros out there uh, as part of that RBC scramble. And then, uh, of course, we have our year in review in December. But Golf Talk Canada Radio, we don't go anywhere because if you and I stop talking, Bob, the mortgage gets bounced. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You're exactly right. But uh, lots ahead with Golf Talk Canada. As you said, we don't really go anywhere. We stick around. Before lots of specials. Bob, before you go, they're, they're threatening to take away the vodka and the tequila as we speak right now. They, the organizers are, are ripping it out of my hand, saying uh, enough for you as we wrap up the first hour here. That's bad news. That's bad news for a guy like you. But uh, <laughs> you're going to have to find. You're going to have to hang on to one bottle there somewhere. See, we're going to sneak it in there. But uh, all right, we got to hour two coming up. In an hour two, we got uh, of course winners weird and what we got. Mark's conversation with the head professional at Royal Port Rush, Gary McNeil, and of course we've got Scully time. So lots ahead on hour two of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. 
for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back. Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2 on a Saturday morning here in September, our first post-Labor Day show. It does feel a little bit like it is uh, fall, a little cooler out there, but it's going to get up to a high of 23 in the GTA area. So uh, and you might want to pack your umbrella for later in the day, like 4 o'clock or so, maybe a little rain coming in. Uh, but no rain lies. where Mark... Oh, he lies. <laughs> but no rain where Mark Sacchino is out of Deer Creek right now. Looks like a good morning for golf. I'm, I'm a little cool, Bob. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like, are you that weatherman that just keeps lying to me? Yes. Tell it, the sun's coming out, it's going to get warm? Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a delicate flower, and it's at least it can't <laughs> be much warmer than 15 Celsius right now. And, uh, uh, yeah, just keep moving out there. Once you, get, once you work off some of that Crystal Head vodka, you, you won't feel any of the cold. <laughs> You'll be good. You'll be good. Uh, I'm entering my Palm Spring years, where I think as of September 1st, Golf Talk Canada's headquarters, we all got to go to Palm Springs, I think. Oh, that'd be good. I'd like that. Yeah, I'd go for that one. <laughs> uh, Marky, it's time for a little bit of, of our favorite part of the show, the winner's weird or what. And this morning, guess what? You have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Ooh. All right, but just when you think uh, you kind of know all the rules and, and how the game works, and I'm looking forward to some of the new rules on the European Tour uh, when it comes to slow play and whatnot for next year. I think those are big wins, and we've talked about that. But did you see uh, Paul Casey this week? Yes. Uh, Paul Casey had a, an assist from an insect on the putting green. Uh, and I didn't know this rule existed in, in the game of golf. But if you if you intentionally hit a golf ball off an animal or an insect, there's actually a penalty involved. Which, where does this rule come from? I have no idea. But anyway, Paul Casey rolled a putt into the cup off an insect that was on his putting line this week, but it was done uh, not intentionally. They reviewed it with the European uh, uh, tour officials, and it was deemed that he was unaware that the bug had an assist to get it to the bottom of the cup, so there was no penalty necessary. But I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Were you aware of this, and did you see the putt? Did you see uh, the assist by, by the bug? I did. I have never heard of that rule before. Like, I didn't know you could bounce one off a bear and Jasper or something, <laughs> or, uh, you know, like, play it out of a, off a fish, if, off, off a pond or something. <laughs> I never knew that existed. Of course, uh, that's on me, I guess. But yeah, the putt was was pretty remarkable. And he said, you know, he wasn't trying to play it off. The, that's what I think is hilarious about this part is how could you how could you sort of you know predict that the bug isn't going to move or bounce it off or carry him like a like a pool shot or something? It seems a little odd. <laughs> it, it, you know what it speaks to? It also speaks to some of the bizarre places that the European Tour has gone to over the years where they have to have a, a rule like this. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Um, my weird this week, and we talked about September kind of being, you know, potentially the new dark hole in the schedule. Yep. Um, Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson have committed to the Shriners uh, for Children's Hospital Open, basically the Vegas event. 
first week of October. And I know guys got to play in the fall. I know they've got to play, uh, you know, an event they haven't played. Uh, I, I think, was it every four years they got to add a tournament that they haven't played uh, previously? So I guess there's, there, there's certainly some rules in place to encourage stuff like this. But I found this a really bizarre one, especially for Kepka. Phil, maybe Phil's got to show uh, some people that he's got some game in him and trying to impress Tiger so that Tiger can add him to that President's Cup team. But uh, Brooks Kepka Shriners, I don't know, this was just weird to me. What did you think of this announcement? Were you shocked to see them playing in Vegas? Yeah, it just kind of seems, I, I don't know if there's something else going on. Like, you know, let's face it, these days there's not supposed to be appearance money, but guys are picking up checks. Uh, but again, for Phil, you know, like, does he need the money or does he have something else going on? Is there something with a sponsor that he's doing or is there something behind the scenes? But, um, yeah, it was just sort of a, an unusual one for some of these guys, although maybe they're just trying to collect some points. Don't forget, Phil's going to turn uh, that ripe old age of 50 in June as well, so he doesn't even – he could go to the Champions Tour and cash in all he wants. Yeah, I hear you. I think there might be something going on there. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of – uh, maybe activities they get into that week. I'll keep an eye on that one. But uh, my what this week on the heels of the uh, Xander Shoffley playoff driver kerfuffle, uh, <laughs> his name was announced as uh, someone that was somehow he was leaked. It wasn't announced; it was leaked that he had uh, an illegal or non-conforming driver. Uh, PGA Tour changed their driver rules this yeah. week. I don't know if you've seen it, but to me, Bob, this hasn't gotten that much clearer. They got a system now in place where they'll select one player, and then there will be a voluntary, uh, uh, also a branch to this where a player can volunteer their driver to be uh, tested. But instead of going to the manufacturer now, they're going to go to the player, and they're going to give them a green green light, a yellow light, or a red light. Green light is clear. Yellow light still playable, but I guess it's on the verge, or something you know could, could be deemed. Uh, close to the line, so to speak, and then red line doesn't conform. But to me, man, why aren't we just, if you're going to test them, like Xander said, it's not like they don't have the money. It's not like they don't have the time. Guys show up on Tuesday. They got Tuesday. They got Wednesday. Why aren't we testing all of them at this point? Yeah, you know, and, and one of the reasons they're bringing this in now is because the way the drivers are, you know, they're making them so close to the conforming level that after usage, they're finding that they actually will cross that level. So the, the players will have a driver. They'll get it tested when they you know, put it in the bag, and it says it's this X, X amount on the, uh, on the COR or, or the CT, whatever they're, they're measuring. And then it, it can, after using it for, say, half a year, it can actually go over that line. But I, I like the fact that it's a voluntary thing, that you can use it. You, know, you, can, you can go in there with your manufacturer's rep and just get it tested anytime you kind of want, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But again, there's no um, there's no information. It's all basically hidden as to whose drivers are over or not. And so I think for a lot of guys, um, they'd like a little bit more transparency in there as well. But it, it, I can't help but be a step in the right direction, I guess, because you don't want guys to be called or known as as guys who are cheaters. And you know, Shoffley kind of got a bad rap for um, being being outed, I guess, at the at the Open Championship this year. I can tell you there were eight other guys. Uh, and, and basically names that you would all recognize from what I was told of, of uh, guys who his drivers did not conform. Hey, hey, Bob, to me, this is on the manufacturer. It's not on the player. The player doesn't know, uh, you know what he's got. Well, he has an understanding, obviously, of what's in his bag, but he doesn't know the numbers. He doesn't know the test. To me, this is on the, on, on the manufacturer, not on the player. Yeah, agreed. Uh, 
And I'm with you. I'd like to just see more transparency and a more clear system. Uh, and the other thing that happens, of course, is that a guy now all of a sudden, if he finds out on Wednesday that his driver's non-conforming, he's got to put a new one in the bag. And, and, you know, these guys are pretty precise with some of their clubs, so it does make it, I think there's going to be a rush more on Monday than there would be on Wednesday to get your driver's tested, but you hope you're not one of those guys who gets the testing on, done on that. Uh, all right, Mark, uh, thank you, and the tea is now mine. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! Mark, my winner this week is a guy we've had as a winner before, but I, I have to keep piling on here because it's Taylor Pendrith. And uh, what a performance this guy has been putting in this year. He is... Uh, playing in the Montreal tournament on the uh, web, uh, the McKenzie Tour. Uh, it's called the McKenzie Investments Open, and he shot a course record 62 on Friday to vault into a tie for first place. But check this stat out. In the last seven and a half, what, seven and a half tournaments, so seven tournaments previous to this, in the two rounds he's played so far this week, he is 105 under par. Oh, my. <laughs> that is unreal. Isn't that crazy? And now going to be headed to the Corn Ferry. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, he's, he's I would say, 99.9% assured of getting in there. There's still a couple of things that could happen. Of course, after this week, the top 60 players will move on to the, uh, to the, to, uh, the Tour Championship for uh, the McKenzie Tour. And those 60 players also keep their cards for next year. So there are some younger players. Uh, we were talking earlier about guys who didn't keep their privileges for the PGA Tour. There's some guys outside the line here that are, that even just for the McKenzie Tour, guys like uh, Jared Dutois, who played so well before. Now they can earn their way back on there. But uh, for Taylor Penderth, man, what a performance and what a season. If he should go on and win this, that'd be great. But this is the second time this year he set a course record. And uh, I can't see this guy being held off, let alone the Corn Ferry Tour. I think the PGA Tour is maybe his next stop uh, uh, with some good play next year early on in the Corn Ferry Tour. Maybe he could play his way onto it, but we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, uh, it's gonna, yeah, he's got a lot of game, Bob, and I think the one thing we've learned on all these um, feeder tours is that uh, the golf ball doesn't know who's hitting it, and 62 is 62 no matter where you, no matter where you shoot it. So he should be glowing with confidence as he goes to the next stage. I agree, I agree. Uh, my weird this week takes us out to Fredericton, the Fredericton Golf Club in uh, beautiful New Brunswick. And, you know, we've seen from time to time terrible news about golf courses getting vandalized where uh, people drive their car on the green or they dig up the green or something like that. And it's just horrific when this thing happens. But this is a new one for me. And I don't, obviously, we're not trying to make fun of what happened because this is a golf course that got a little bit of damage. But how weird is this? Someone vandalized several of the greens at the Fredericton Golf Club with mustard and ketchup. They sprayed mustard and ketchup on the golf course, and it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty bad vandalism on it. But it, I, I guess I didn't realize. But I guess there's um, there's like acid in those those uh, condiments that they can use to. And they were wrote apparently they wrote words you know bad words with it, right. and they drew uh, <laughs> some some pictures that were not uh, proper. Not, you wouldn't want your kids to see apparently on there. Anyway, uh, a good friend, uh, Alan Howie, who's the manager out there, the GM out there, is a lovely guy, and he's uh, obviously pretty disheartened. He said this was the worst they've seen um, damaged out there, and they actually have now had to install some uh, some cameras to catch the vandals, the mustard and ketchup vandals. But um, condiments on your greens, that's a different one for me. I haven't heard of that one before. You know, 
the one thing that leaps out to me there, Bob, is uh, no one uh, used relish, and that's because <laughs> no one likes relish, not even uh, not even criminals. So uh, exactly, very good. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and my what this week is what is going on in British Columbia because there was a uh, an organization called WorkSafe BC which is sort of like um, an organization that tries to make things safer for workers in different places. But they were calling for a ruling that would have every golf cart, not just the ones being used by the maintenance crew, but also the ones being used by you and me, to have to put seat belts in. They wanted to have seat belts on your golf cart, so every time you got in the cart, you would have to wear a seat belt. And I just cannot believe how dumb this idea, and of course it's received a lot of backlash, but um, have you ever fallen out of a golf cart, Mark? Well, I've never fallen out of a golf cart, and, uh, and uh, I've never needed a seatbelt in a golf cart, Bob, but I have had some uh, moments on a golf course where I probably should be wearing a helmet at, at some times, where I'm going to hurt myself by smacking my head against trees uh, all day. But other than that, other than the need for helmet and elbow pads, I've never needed a seatbelt on a golf course before. So they wanted, so. To, yeah, they wanted to enforce this on golf carts, which would have cost millions of dollars. <laughs> Apparently it was an $80,000 hit for basically every fleet. So potentially... This could have been a $20 million hit to the golf courses in British Columbia. Uh, they're backing down on this a little bit, so uh, obviously there's been a huge reaction. And uh, one newspaper article uh, quoted Craig Rencher, who's the at the Cedar, Cedar Hill Golf Club, saying it is a really, to be honest, really very stupid idea. And this is not the first time something like this has happened in B.C. A number of years ago, the B.C. government said all golf carts that go over a road. So you know sometimes when you're going from one green to the next tee, you have to cross a road, a street. They said because of that and that 10 seconds or 2 seconds or whatever it is you're on that road, every golf cart had to have a BC license plate on it. That's ridiculous, Bob. And you know what? It, just government in general in our country, uh, regardless if it's blue, red, or orange, the government in the last 20 to 25 years has, have, have tried to throw multiple curveballs at the golf industry. Mm. And, it, you know, and this is just another, another uh, example of, of getting in the way of, of, for some reason, I don't know what it is about the golf business, but they all want to... <laughs> you don't want to have a say in it, right? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's, yes, we got a couple of BC examples, but it's a nationwide thing. And our golf community in general, because of the leaders now at Golf Canada... PGA of Canada, provincial branches have gotten so good at uh, going with a unified message uh, to Ottawa and to, and to the provincial branches. Things are getting better. But again, every once in a while, something stupid pops up like this and uh, give me a break. But anyway, it, it, I'm glad that they've, uh, I'm glad that maybe it sounds like they're listening and, and they've decided against it. Yeah. And you know what they did to co a lot of courses to combat that license plate thing? They actually, it was cheaper for them to build tunnels under the road than keep renewing and paying for those license plates. So that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of them did out there, believe it or not. True story. True story. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to hear from Mark talking to the head pro at Royal Port Rush. Boy, that would be a pretty good job, and I'm sure it was a pretty good experience uh, playing with the uh, or being there when the Open was on. We'll hear about that. And also Scully time. And on Scully time, we're going to talk about the big news and what everyone's going to be doing today around 4 o'clock is probably watching Bianca Andrescu try to... Uh, become the first Canadian to win the Grand Slam at the U.S. Open, or Grand Slam event at the U.S. Open. And she's had a breakout year. She started the year at 156 in the World Tennis Association rankings, and she's now into the top 10. We're going to look at who we think are the breakout stars in golf this year. That's all coming up when we get back on Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada on a beautiful Saturday. It, uh, of course, is uh, a big day for Bianca Andreescu, who's going to go into the final against Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. Our man Mark Rowe has been just killing it all this week uh, with great reports and one-on-ones with Bianca. And uh, even um, I think he might even be interviewing the dog today. I heard Coco. I think he's going to interview Coco. But uh, TSN 4, TSN 5 at 3.30. There's a preview show, and then the match gets started right around 4 o'clock. Uh, a little bit of history possibility in the making. Well, it's already historical because she's just made it to the final. But, uh, again, a repeat of the uh, Rogers Cup final. Uh, Mark Sacchino is, uh, is making history today because he is um, he's just around. He's just, he makes history every day, every moment, whenever he's around. And he's out at uh, Deer Creek right now. And um, I, do you have any jet lag from your trip back to, from, from Ireland? Yeah, I have no idea what time it is, Bob. My my sleeping hours are all over the place. I think uh, that's I think that's the crystal head. Yeah, no, but that's it. I, I am into my sixth Caesar of the morning already. Is that uh, so? The Ireland trip hasn't uh, stopped apparently. Uh, I will say this too about the tennis. All joking aside, because I, I know you guys are going to talk breakout golf uh, stars uh, in the uh, in the last thirty of Golf Talk Canada this morning. This uh, is Golf Talk Canada has never seen basically a set of tennis in her life. And all she is talking about is the tennis this week. She's been watching a bunch of it, and she is uh, getting ready for 4 o'clock. She's got it all planned to be in front of the TV at 4 p.m. to watch TSN to watch the tennis. So uh, Bianca has captured uh, more than just the tennis community. You know, there's people that that are totally engaged in this story. Oh yeah, my uh, listen, my my uh, sweetie is uh, a big tennis fan, and she's a member at uh, a, cl- a club here in Toronto, and the whole place is just going nuts for for Bianca. And um, I can tell you, there's a lot of tennis fans in this city, but there's a lot of people who are now Bianca fans uh, because of what she's been able to accomplish at such a young age. It's just amazing, isn't it? Just amazing. It totally is. Uh, you had a chance when you were over in Ireland to talk to the head professional at Royal Port Rush, Gary McNeil. Mark, uh, why don't you set that up for us? Well, it's great. What a year it was for Royal Port Rush. What a, what a year it was for the Open Championship. Really, the most successful Open Championship in history when it comes to ticket sales and uh, global TV viewing. But it was a three, four year process for Royal Port Rush, which Gary talked about. It was a little different too, Bob, for Gary uh, McNeil because he also got to play Saturday, Sunday as the spotter and get some TV time in the Open Championship. And we touched on that in this interview. And we'll uh, this will also be seen in our TV special coming up at the end of September. All right, well, let's hear from Gary McNeil with our Mark. 
Gary, first, thanks for having us uh, and our group. We've been uh, looking forward to this. This is kind of the jewel at the end of the trip for us. We've had yeah. a great time here, uh, and thank you so much. Uh, let's talk about the obvious first. What a tremendous year for Royal Portrush and the return of the Open Championship. Uh, I know it was a great success, but for you personally and for the membership here, um, you, you must be glowing with pride. Yeah, uh, there's a, a, a tremendous sense of pride now, Mark. Um, you know, after the event is over, there's a big build-up, you know, over sort of three, four, five years, you know, ahead, uh, and uh, everybody's getting themselves prepared for it. And, uh, you know, we haven't hosted an Open Championship here before, you know, uh, you know when we're talking about we, the, the, the current uh, crop of uh, staff and members, uh, you know, the Open Championship obviously had been played here back in 1951, but 68 years is a long time. The Open has changed, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive uh, undertaking now to take on something like that. So, uh, um, there's a tremendous sense of, of pride now, as I was saying, but it's also a tremendous sense of relief that everything went so well. We had such a wonderful tournament. Um, the, the players really enjoyed the golf course. They enjoyed being in this part of the world. Uh, the north uh, coast of Northern Ireland is, is, is a beautiful place to be, and uh, they, they certainly em embraced that. Uh, the spectators had a good time as well. Uh, we had a great championship, and, uh, and we had a great winner as well. And uh, you know, so uh, great, great, uh, great that it's uh, everything went so well. And. Um, you know, I could do it all over again next year. <laughs> and well, and you got to experience it from multiple uh, positions because yeah. obviously you've been working on it for many years, to, and then obviously it arrives, and there's a great pride and relief. But you also got inside the ropes mm -hmm. and got a chance to play golf on the weekend. Yeah. So from a personal standpoint, what was that like to be in front of those crowds at your at your club? And it must be just absolutely a once in a lifetime experience. Well, it was, and uh, you know, I, I thought long and hard about taking it on. You you know, the role of uh, the playing marker is something that you know it, it's not taken lightly uh, it, it generally falls on the club professional to uh, to either do it or provide the uh, the RNA with someone who's who's capable of doing it uh, I spoke to a number of uh, or quite a number of pros at other host venues uh, some of whom had done it some who had, would love to have done it but the opportunity didn't arise because it was an even number uh, one or two that had uh, you know, pass it on to somebody else, and I've regretted it. You know, ever since. So I was, I was kind of determined that I would, I would do it. Um, I haven't competed for quite a long time, uh, so I had to get back over the last couple of years and start playing some local, you know, some local events and go playing some uh, some pro am events and things like that. I entered the tournament, uh, the the, the uh, you know the championship, the, the pre qualifying stages, the regional uh, qualifying. Uh, back in June, so um, you know I had something there that I was preparing for, uh, and uh, but it was it was kind of the, the the most preparation I could do for the for the event. I went and played at County Louth, which is a cracking golf course, a couple hours south of here, and uh, you know teed it up there. And uh, you know when it came round to the event itself, the, the week of the tournament, I got to. You know, go to the range, use the players' facilities. I was able to, you know, go in and out of the players' centre and uh, you know experience that as well. So uh, that was great fun. Uh, but I got some got some good preparation done. You know, that week down on the range, I hit the ball quite well. I went to the uh, went up to the first tee on um, 
on, on Saturday morning feeling you know reasonably confident that I, that I could, that I could uh, you know give a good account of myself out there and uh, luckily it all went well I, I was pleased with how I played I felt very comfortable on, on my home golf course albeit with all those people around um, I mean I've played in the Irish Open in the past right. and uh, but you know you're typically when you're when you're playing in something like that as a sort of a as an amateur or a, a you know club professional you're you've got an early morning start or a late evening start there so uh, but it was great fun I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I had two great uh, guys to play with Paul uh, Paul Waring on the, on the Saturday and then Ashton Turner on the Sunday so um, you know enjoyed their company and uh, you know they both they both seemed to enjoy themselves as well so uh, but um, I'm delighted that it went so well um, I'm still seeing some of the footage from it uh, as well so I haven't seen it all yet right but, uh, but it's, it's it's great yeah. now you spoke about the golf course mm -hmm. so the Nally Open is going to leave one day it will return it was mm -hmm. such a success mm -hmm. uh, but now people flock here from around the world to visit one of the greatest Lynx golf courses on the planet yeah. and it went through some changes for the Open mm -hmm. uh, but in your words what makes this uh, one of the top golf courses on the planet why Royal why Royal Portrush well you know it's, it's, it's such a strong golf course uh, you know it, first of all the setting is, is, is pretty extraordinary here as well you know we've, we've got such a beautiful coastline we've got a Lynx golf course that is um, a little bit more elevated than a lot of the traditional Lynx golf courses which tend to sit below the sand dunes uh, this course there's quite a, a lot of changes of elevation as you go around there so um, you know, there's a lot of uh, high tees and high green positions where you know the golfer when they're playing they really get a uh, you know get the, the, the kind of views and all the vistas and all the beautiful scenery that there is out there uh, on top of that then we've got a classic it's an old Harry Colt uh, design uh, and uh, albeit as you were saying we, we have made a couple of adjustments the two new holes that we that we put in of course we took out the old 17th and the 18th holes to make way for the the tented village they were if we're being honest probably the weakest holes on the golf course in terms of that scenery and, and the, the you know albeit they were challenging enough but uh, they weren't the jaw-dropping holes that we have out on the rest of the golf course and we got the uh, the opportunity to build two new holes in what's arguably the most scenic part of the golf course as well uh, and they've, they've linked in beautifully with the other 16 and so we, we have a, an 18-hole golf course there which uh, there's no weaknesses in it whatsoever and the holes are you know, there's no two holes that run consecutively in the same direction as well out there. The course is always twisting and turning and moving through the sand hills and the sand dunes and up and down. And uh, I think the players really enjoyed that. It was quite challenging at times during the Open because, uh, of course, the players are dealing with winds coming from them different directions as they change from hole to hole. Uh, but a, a great design. It was a wonderful condition for the championship as well. Uh, and uh, it's kind of, you know, as a lot of the players were saying, it's kind of a blend of all the, the great things of the open, the other open venues sort of in one. You know, it's got the scenery of a Turnberry, uh, you know, where it's got the, the, the challenge of a Muirfield or a Carnoustie or a Birkdale or something like that. It's got some quirkiness in there as well, which you get at the likes of St Andrews or St George's. So it's got a wee bit of everything sort of thrown into one golf course. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the, the, as I said, the event went well. But the players really, really enjoyed playing the course. Well, I can't wait to get out there. It'll be my first time since the changes. I was here uh, several years ago before the new holes yeah. were put in. So I can't wait to get back out there. Thanks so much, Gary, for your time. And thanks pleasure. for having our group here. Yeah, pleasure, Thank Mark. So yeah, it's good to have you here, too. Thank you. That's Mark Zucchino with Gary McNeil, the head professional at Royal Port Rush. And, Mark, just before we say goodbye to you, uh, any uh, parting thoughts on your trip to Ireland? Uh, just tremendous. Can't wait to get back. Uh, looking forward. Uh, Want to get there next year and, and tackle the south uh, west. But uh, just 
brilliant country for golf, and the people are amazing, and everyone uh, should start planning it now because it has become the most popular golf destination on the planet. Uh, you want to play Royal Portrush, you want to play Royal County Down in 2020, uh, good luck. It, it, might, it might be impossible in prime time to get that done. So get on it right now and just uh, reach out to TJ at GolfwayTours.com. Uh, Golfway Tours uh, will handle everything. So, Bob, thanks. We'll see you next Saturday. Yeah, and enjoy the 7th Annual De Silva Memorial Golf Tournament out there at Deer Creek. We will catch up with you soon. Coming up on the next part of, uh, of Golf Talk Canada is Scully Time. That's coming right up. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with w- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? Spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. Yes, it's our favorite time of the show. It's Scully time. We're here. Scully time, and he's had a producer, Adam Scully, has joined me for the next couple of segments here, and... uh, We've let Mark go and play golf, so that's nice. It We're was cold this morning. It was, wasn't it? Fall is here. It's uh, it's come quickly. So I I played golf yesterday morning with um, Mr. Duffy, James oh. Duffy, and a couple of other uh, commentators from another sports network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we showed up at uh, Angus Glen, lovely golf course. And I was the only one wearing shorts. That was weird. They were okay. all in pants. Okay. So what time of morning were you playing? We teed off at eight forty. Oh wow. Okay. But, but it, it is the time of year where you've got a layer up or layer down, right? It, like, I think, it, were you guys walking? Yeah, we were, uh, no, we were in carts. Okay. We were in carts. I, was, I felt fine by, you know, by, like, we all had a sweater on. By yeah, the time we yeah. reached about the seventh hole, everyone peeled off the sweaters. And, yeah. But uh, it, is, it is that time of year where sometimes you see people, like last night walking around downtown after TIFF, there was people, like, in, in uh, Canada Goose Jackets. Okay, it's not that cold. <laughs> there were yeah. people in shorts. Like, it's a little you know? nippy, but it's not <laughs> yeah. that cold but it at six this morning it was 12 degrees it was uh bundled <laughs> yeah. up a little bit but i mean you know this is almost in the gta the best time of year to play golf i, I, I find think so. yeah like the, the course it's just when the tree the uh the leaves are falling off the trees it's just beautiful and the courses are just in great shape too i also i should tell you i played weston a couple weeks ago what you didn't I, call me i did not call you i was <laughs> with our good buddy dave poolin ah nice yes dave and? poolin and the o-dog was actually on the course with us as well was he yeah 
Mm-hmm. The, the O-Dog likes to play quickly at Weston. He does. We were off at 8. It was a foursome, and we were uh, in the clubhouse at about 11.30. So. so O-Dog had a starting time this year, sort of a standard starting time at the start of the year uh, before he headed up north and um, with another guy, and they just they didn't want anyone to join him because they wanted to get around and play quick, and they would play like three hours and go yeah. around. And O-Dog, for those who don't know, is a very good golfer. He is. He is. He, uh, he, played, he played well in the back nine that day. He was, uh, he was fun to watch for sure. Nice, nice stuff. Uh, so, of course, today at 4 o'clock, uh, it's a huge, Unreal. huge day in sports uh, for Canadian tennis and for Canadian sports in general as Bianca Andreescu tries to go for the U.S. Open title, the first uh, major. And she is um, she's a real breakout star, isn't she? She is an unbelievable star to watch. You know, just you know, relating it back to, to golf, you, you look at Brooke Henderson, and it looks like Bianca has that same killer instinct. Um, whenever she's been down, she sort of fights back, and she never really looks like she's fully out of it. And even in the last match she had, she was down 5-2 in the second set. Not to get all too tennessee, but <laughs> right. you know, to win five straight games and come back, it's sort of, oh my God. And even you, look, you relate that to Brooke, and you know, the third round of the CP Women's Open, she goes 9-under in her final 11 holes when she sort of she struggled out of the gates, and you know Brooks already the all-time winningest Canadian professional athlete on the golfing side of things. And um, the way people are talking about Bianca, you know, world number one, uh, the, her future is so bright. She's just 19, and now she's in the top 10 in the world, and has a chance to win 3.7 million dollars today for the U.S. Open title. Wow, that's and, a good. Yeah, that's so a good price. <laughs> 3.7 for the win, and 1.9, I believe, for a runner-up. So wow. she's so making a healthy be a, payday. It's going to be a big payday. She, could, she had lots of dog food for that uh, Coco. That dog. Coco, it, I think Mark Rowe will be interviewing Coco. Yeah. Yes, that was a good. Listen, line. I want to say, you know, Mark Rowe has been absolutely oh killing God. it out there. Isn't he doing yeah. a great job? And the cameraman, I know Ryan Vardy was there, and I think Owen Corbill yep. was there. And um, I think it's you know when you're a broadcaster, you get you, you only get one or two or three of these moments in your career where you get to, to call a, mm-hmm. an event that mm-hmm. everybody in the world is watching, right? So, uh, Well, and, and the hashtag She the North, yeah. which has been awesome. And, and it sort of it reminds me of the Raptors in a, in a very little way. But yeah. uh, how for this you know, week and a half span, the entire country is behind her. It's nice to see the support she's gotten from you know, Steve Nash, um, Kia Nurse, all the, and Daniel Gretzky. Nestor, yeah, yeah. Gretzky, it's yeah, awesome. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to try and pick out some people who have been breakout stars this year as well. Uh, in golf, obviously, yeah. and uh, there's quite a few of them, and I, I kind of took a few different tacks, but I know you were telling me during one of the breaks before a couple of the people that you have, so why don't you start with a couple of your breakout stars for the golf season? Well, the immediate one that comes to mind here in Canada is Corey Connors, to sort of come from where he did at the beginning of the year. It's sort of a similar track to Bianca, in the se- I mean, he's not uh, top 10 in the world, but he, he was well down the world rankings, his status wasn't outstanding on the PGA Tour, then he Monday qualifies for for the Valero Texas Open, goes on to win, has this unbelievable season, qualifies for the Tour Championship, is essentially qualified uh, for all four majors next uh, year, WGC events. Um, He has been a huge breakout star, um, not only here in Canada, but in golf overall, which has been awesome to see. And and then on the ladies' side of things, uh, we just saw her at at Magna, Jin Young Ko. She's not getting enough credit for for the season she's had, man. Two major championships. Four wins. uh, Four wins. He had that 110 holes without a bogey. That, to me, is the most ridiculous stat I've seen. It was was crazy watching. I was covering uh, the Portland Classic the Thursday, so when when Ginny Unko's streak was still alive, and uh, the broadcasters were almost giving her the jinx, like, oh, she's not going to miss this putt in two feet, and she just pulls this thing and missed it. But, you know, imagine that going 110 holes without making a bogey. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I mean, I just cannot 
Um, if I go three holes and go to bogey, I'm, yeah. I'm celebrating. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll give you a name that uh, another Canadian name out there that I thought had a breakout. It was Michael Glickett absolutely on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, and a guy who's kind of been you know struggling, not struggling, but you know he's been wallowing, let's say, in the lower ranks and mm-hmm. stuff, and now just proved himself with a great performance, and he's going to be on the PGA Tour starting next week. Starting next week, and I think this could be a big time. You know, we saw when Mackenzie Hughes won his first PGA Tour event. Uh, Nick Taylor, the same thing, was all during the fall series. So maybe this is a time for another Canadian to break out and sort of add their name to the list of the Corey Connors and Adam Hadwins and other guys on tour who have won. And, you know, maybe it'll be a guy like Graham Dillette, who we haven't seen for a very long time and who seems, you know, potentially like he could be he's, maybe he's, in the next month or so. Yeah, maybe? he's probably, tar- looks like he's targeting the uh, Safeway Open, the Napa okay. tournament to, to perhaps come back. So yeah. um, we'll see what happens there. If he's ready to go or not, it's, uh, it's a big step. Right now we've got Hadwin, Connors, Hughes, Taylor, Sloan that kept their cards. Yeah. You've got David Hearn and Michael Gliga coming up through uh, qualifying. You've got uh, Mike Weir with past champion status. So of course, he'll turn 50 in May, so he'll move over to the Champions Tour. And uh, and Graham Dillette, we'll see what what happens there. So yeah, and you know some other breakout stars uh, late in the PGA Tour season. You know, obviously go to Colin Morikawa and Matthew Wolf for these guys to have that same killer instinct that we're seeing now in the tennis, and we've seen in the past, obviously with Tiger Woods. You know, is to, for these guys to come straight from the NCAA to yeah. six weeks later being champions in the PGA Tour. That's unheard of. It's, At least it was unheard of, and now it's sort <laughs> yeah. of. I guess this is the the, the norm. Uh, how about Sung J.M.? Yeah. Another guy, 19th on the FedEx Cup list. He played 35 events. He said at the start of the year he was going to play every single event he could get into. So he got into 35, didn't take a week off in his, uh, his allowability to get in. And uh, the guy had a great season. As I said, 19th uh, after coming off the web.com, as it was then, now Corn Ferry. Yep. And uh, and that's a pretty impressive performance for a guy. Tour championship and uh, the only player in the tour championship without a victory. I think that's right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So it's a great year for him. But it's it's a cool. It's always a cool subject to touch. You know, guys who sort of or athletes who come not out of nowhere, but essentially from you know we haven't heard of them a year ago to you know being you know one win away from winning a major, or winning a huge event, a, a life changing event. It's it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a sort of a back backhanded one. Ratif Goosen was a breakout yes. player on the Champions Tour. Yes. He, he won for the first time in a number of years, but uh, when they get to that 50 mark, you want to kind of cash in, and he did this year, yeah. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got any other ones, last ones before we go here? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, you look at guys like like Adam Long won this year on the yeah. PGA Tour, Nate Lashley. That's a great story, Nate uh, Which is a great, you know, right. obviously he's been through everything. <laughs> Lots, right? Um, I couldn't imagine what he's been through, but... Um, it's uh, those are coupled, yeah, for sure. Well, we'll uh, we'll certainly put our hands uh, together and stand up and cheer for uh, for Bianca Andreescu if she manages to win. Even if she doesn't, it's been a great run. It's mm-hmm. been even in the Rogers Cup. It's been a great season. She yep. won at Indian Wells before that, and you can watch all that TSN four and five starting at three thirty with a preview show, and then the uh, match will start roughly around four o'clock. Mm-hmm. We'll have it right here for you at TSN where you get all your championships. And uh, when we come back, speaking of championships, we're going to go over the uh, limited schedule of <laughs> uh, events that are being played around the world. That's when we come up to when we come back to wrap up Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas geared for more.
This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up another edition of your favorite golf show. And it's a beautiful Saturday out there, warming up nicely. We've been talking about how chilly it is, but it's getting nice and warm out there. You're going to have a beautiful day. Um, and then you can finish up your golf round, come back and watch Bianca on TSN, and she goes for the U.S. Open title against the GOAT, Serena. Yeah. Looking for uh, major number 24. Oh, my, imagine that's, that. That's single 24, fed. yes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Uh, there's a little bit of leaderboard stuff going on, but not much. We've only found two tours that really have anything going on. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club. Since 1906, the home of golf in Durham, Curling registration is now open. Yeah, that's it. Go there it get is. up there and get some rocks on the ice there. To find out about winter programs or fall golf incentives, visit oshawagolf.com. Tradition, community, golf. And also a little curling. Yes. I love curling, <laughs> as you know. I haven't and curled in a number of years. I no? want to get back out so there. You were a junior curler, weren't you, at Bayview? I was, and I came back a couple of years ago, and I actually won a club championship at Bayview Curling. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Look at yes. you. All I got right. lucky. Yeah, right place, right there. Uh, the European Tour is playing the Porsche European Open in mm. Hamburg, Germany, and the uh, leader is a German, not uh, one that I'm familiar with too much, Bernd Rittamer. He leads mm. by, he's at uh, three under. Uh, no, three under today. Right. He's at 10 under. Paul Casey is uh, a shot, two shots back, as is Robert McIntyre. Ben Evans and Pablo Larazabal are at seven under. On the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, the McKenzie Investments Open. Taylor Pendrith in a tie for the lead. Uh, they, get, they tee off uh, very shortly, actually, in 10 minutes here, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Rebecca Lee Bentham, uh, female golfer, as we mentioned earlier in the show, she just missed the cut by one shot. Uh, which is a pretty cool feat, um, you know, given her story. She, uh, I had the honor, or I went to high school with Rebecca. We had the same uh, golf team back She played in the on day. the golf team, right? Yeah, she Actually, was on the golf fact, team. In fact, you know, half your golf team was playing in that tournament because Albin Choi was also playing in that tournament. Yeah. Tell, tell people that that team and uh, the four of you. Yeah, so that team uh, was uh, Albin Choi, who's had, uh, he, he made the cut at the Canadian Open Oh, geez, 2012 at Hamilton because he played with Charles Schwartzel. In the, anyway, um, Rebecca Lee Bentham, who's been on the LPGA Tour, had sort of um, now she's making a comeback. Yep. And Richard Jung, who made the cut this week, or not this, this week, year. this year at the RBC Canadian <laughs> Open. And then there was me. So <laughs> That's yeah. a yeah. pretty solid team, I've got to say. It was okay. Uh, I would fill the water bottles, you know, uh, <laughs> make sure, you know, everyone was warmed up and visualized. Uh, no, no. But uh, I, I did my best... Uh, I actually, I did win a tournament that year, which was nice. Uh, they all didn't play, but I, I, I did. <laughs> uh, so it's TIFF going on as well yes. in the city. The city is alive downtown. If you're going downtown, it's uh, pretty cool. Lots of stuff going on. You can see celebs. And, uh, they did you see any there. last night? Yeah, I saw Jamie Foxx. I saw Michael B. Jordan. I saw Brie Larson. They were all standing on the stage. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. It was the gala for that one. I didn't see any uh, anyone like just kind of strolling around. Right. Bike. Maybe a it used to be all up in Yorkville, but now they're all downtown. Like yeah. Ritz Carlton and the Shangri-La. I've never, I've never been there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty good movies. Uh, so we asked you this morning in a poll, what was your favorite? What is the best? We actually asked, what is your favorite golf movie? So what's 
what do you think the results are going to be? Well, I, you know, I did vote. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I was one of the, there were 300 plus votes. You got 1,587. 1,500? Right yeah. Oof. Almost 16. Three minutes left in the poll if you want to vote. It's at Bob Weeks, at Bob Weeks TSN on Twitter. Yes. Um, well, uh, I voted, um, and this was tough, because I'm not the biggest Caddyshack guy, I got to say. I really? really, I don't know. I've only seen it. Maybe once or twice, and not recently. I should watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, I was Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore, which was filmed in Vancouver in BC. Actually, the big punch-up scene was on a golf course called Furry Creek. I had no there. idea. Really? You I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's all, all filmed out, out west. And uh, I actually went to Furry Creek. We were doing some filming a number of years ago, and I thought it would be they should have put a plaque. Like, you know how Something. they have plaques a about Boston famous Bruins shots Boston Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The hockey putter. Yeah, yeah. So right now, Happy Gilmore is leading at 52%. Caddyshack at 31, Tin Cup at 14, and Other has 3%. And a lot of people were chiming in with uh, some of the other ones, basically like uh, Greatest Game Ever Played, mm-hmm. uh, Legend mm-hmm. of Bagger Vance. There was, there was Somebody pointed out to me the um, there was an old, old, old Jerry Lewis movie called The Caddy, which I haven't seen. i got to admit, I haven't seen that one. Hmm. But. Tin Cup at 14%. That's low to me. Yeah, I think I so. Know. I think so, too. I, I enjoyed... You know, there's so many classic lines from that and, you know, so many interesting cameos. A young Jim Nance in that movie. That's he's, right. He's about 12 years old. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it is interesting, though. You talked about, uh, you know, not being all that familiar with Caddyshack. We did a story, um, a master's preview one time, where we were trying to get guys to say, from the PGA Tour, to say their favorite Caddyshack line. And a lot of the younger players just didn't have it because mm-hmm. they didn't know. But mm-hmm. you know who knows every line in Caddyshack, like almost verbatim? Bump? No, Tiger Woods. Really? Huge, huge Caddyshack fan. Wow. Yeah, he's big big time in that. So I was actually thinking of some some golf scenes in TV shows, like Entourage, when Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson were both in the yeah, Entourage right. for a couple of scenes. The Office had a funny one as well. Well, all right. Well, uh, enjoy your uh, viewing, whatever it is. If yes. you happen to be watching a movie, if you're going to watch Bianca, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching mm-hmm. Bianca. This is going to be like a Raptors final, I think, moment for uh, for TSN. Yep. Uh, and Mark Rowe and all the gang down at uh, down in at Flushing Meadows watching at. Uh, and wherever you are, have yourself a wonderful day on the golf course. Hit it long and straight, folks. Woo! This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.